भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंजनरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास मुदीर ये नष्टाएशभद्रेशो निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्वरी नैष्टी रीडिंग फ्रम श्रीमद भागवत फोर्थ कैंटो चैप्टर थ्री टेक्स्ट नंबर एटीन नाइनटीन ट्वेंटी नैतादृशा स्वजनापेक्षया नैतादृशा स्वजनापेक्षया ग्रहान्तीयादनवस्थितात्मनाग्रहान्तीयादनवस्थितात्मनाभ्यगतान्वक्रदियाचक्षते ये अभ्यागतान्वक्रदियाचक्षते आरोपिता भ्रूभीरमर्शनाक्षि आरोपिता भ्रूभीरमर्शनाक्षि नाट लाइक दिस स्वजना किंग्समैन व्यपेक्षया डिपेंडिंग ऑन दैट ग्रह इन हाउस ऑफ प्रतियात वन शुड गो अनावस्थिता डिस्टर्ब आत्मनाम माइंड ये दोष अभ्यगथान गेस्ट वक्रदिया कोल्ड रिसेप्शन अविजक्षते लुकिंग एट द्रोपित ब्रूबी विथ रेस्ड आईब्रोस अमर्शना एंग्री Akshibhi with the eyes. Translation purported by Shri Prabhupada Kijai. One should not go to one anyone's house, even on the consideration of his being a relative or a friend, when the man is disturbed in his mind and looks upon the guest with raised eyebrows and angry eyes. Purport. However low a person may be. He is never unkind to his children, wife, and nearest kin. Even a tiger is kind to its cubs. For within the animal kingdom, the cubs are treated very nicely. Since Sati was a daughter of Daksha, however cruel and contaminated he might be, naturally it was expected that he would receive her very nicely. 
But here it is indicated by the words anavasthita that such a person cannot be trusted. Tigers are very kind to their cubs, but it is also known that sometimes they eat them. Malicious person should not be trusted because they are always unsteady. The sati was advised not to go to her father's house because to accept such a father as a relative and to go to his house without being properly invited was not suitable. Text 19 Tathar birya vetite shili muke shete arditango hridaye naduyatam Svanam yata vakradyam duraktivir Divanisham tapyati marmata ditaha Lord Shiva continued If one is hurt by the arrows of an enemy one is not as aggrieved as when cut by the unkind words of a relative for such grief continues to rend one's heart day and night purport sati might have concluded that she would take the risk of going to her father's house and even if her father spoke unkindly against her she would be tolerant as a son sometimes tolerate the reproaches of the parents but lord shiva reminded her that she would not be able to tolerate such unkind words because natural psychology dictates that although one can suffer harm from an enemy and not mind so much because pain is inflicted by an enemy is natural when one is hurt by the strong words of a relative one suffers the effects continually day and night and sometimes the injury becomes so intolerable that one commits suicide text 20 vyaktam tam utkrishta gatahe prajapatihi priyatmajanam asisu ब्रूमे मता तथापिमानपत्से मदाश्रयापरीपयता मै डियर वैट कॉम्प्लेक्शंड वाइफ इट ईज क्लियर दैट ऑफ दि मेनी डॉटर्स ऑफ दाक्षा यू आर दि पेट येट यू विल नॉट बी हॉनर्ड एट इस हाउस बिकॉज ऑफ यूर बीइंग मै वाइफ rather you will be sorry that you are connected with me <coughs> so but not shiva put forward the argument that even if sati proposed to go alone without her husband still she would not be received well and because she was his wife there was every chance of a catastrophe even if she wanted to go alone therefore lord shiva indirectly requested her not to go to her father's house text 21 पापच्यमानेनविदाजसाक्षिणाकोधुमंजसापरमदेष्टिथासुराहरी cannot tolerate the opulence of self-realized persons being unable to rise to the standard of self-realization he envies he envies such persons 
as much as demons envy the supreme personality of godhead purport the real reason for enmity between lord shiva and daksha is explained here daksha was envious of lord shiva because lord shiva's high position as an incarnation of a quality of the supreme personality of godhead and because shiva was directly in contact with the super soul and was therefore honored and given a better sitting place than he there were many other reasons also daksha being materially puffed up could not tolerate the high position of lord shiva so his anger at lord shiva's not standing up in his presence was only the final manifestation of his envy lord shiva is always in meditation and always perceives the super soul as expressed here by the word purusha buddhi sakshi naam the position of one whose intelligence is always absorbed in meditation upon the supreme personality of godhead is very great and cannot be imitated by anyone especially an ordinary person when daksha entered the arena of yajna lord shiva was in meditation and might not have seen daksha enter but daksha took the opportunity to curse him because daksha had maintained an envious attitude towards lord shiva for a long time those who are actually self realized see every individual body as a temple of the supreme personality of godhead because the supreme personality of godhead in his paramatma feature is residing in everyone's heart when one offers respect to the body it is not to the material body but to the presence of the supreme lord thus one who is always in meditation upon the supreme lord is always offering him obeisances but since daksha was not very elevated he thought that obeisances were offered to the material body and because lord shiva did not offer respect to his material body daksha became envious such persons being unable to rise to the standard of self realized souls like lord shiva are always envious the example given here is very suitable asuras demons or atheists are always envious of the supreme personality of godhead they simply want to kill him even in this age we find so called some so called scholars commenting on bhagavad gita who are envious of krishna when krishna says man mana bhav mat bhakto always think of me become my devotee and surrender unto me the so called scholars comment that it is not to krishna that we have to surrender that is envy the asuras are atheists the demons without reasons or cause are envious of the supreme personality of godhead similarly instead of offering respect to self realized persons foolish men who cannot approach the highest standard of self realization are always envious although there is no reason thus since the bhakti vedanta purport so lord shiva is continuing to dissuade daksha dissuade sati from going to the house of daksha to take part in the sacrifice giving various reasons here one of the reasons is if one is hurt by the arrows of an enemy one is not as aggrieved as when cut by unkind words of a relative for such grief continues to rend one's heart day and night and he wants her that you will feel sorry he clearly daksha is is maybe you are his daughter but because you are my wife 
you will be dishonored and prabhupad says that when a person is um envious then it does not matter who it is his own daughter he doesn't care he will go to any extent to meet his personal end just like kamsa also his own sister when his own life was threatened he wanted to kill her so this is not very surprising propad gives the example of the tigers they have cubs and they are <coughs> normally very kind and take care of the cubs so these kind of relationships are there even in the animal kingdom but sometimes some tigers eat the cubs so the same way sati was advised not to go to her father's house without being properly invited in a suitable way so then coming to the last verse one who is conducted by false ego and thus always distressed both mentally and sensually cannot tolerate the opulence of self realized persons lord shiva had such a respect among all the demigods because of his being a incarnation of the being one of the guna avatars had a very high position and this position as propad is explaining explaining here over the time daksha had built up that envy and this envy is exactly like the envy of the demons towards the supreme personality of godhead daksha obviously is not a demon but you see that just like the demons are envious of the supreme personality of godhead it is quite possible that even those who are not demons sometimes because envy is some is a common characteristic of all living entities in this material world so because of that envy factor just like demons are envious of the supreme personality godhead in the same way even people who are in spiritual life they become envious of others who are making advancement in spiritual life or if they have made its advancement in spiritual life they will ridicule or they will make uh, a very make very light of it this is all because of the envy just like <clears throat> shila prabhupad he went to uh, the western world and he succeeded in preaching the mission of his guru maharaj and back home in india uh, the many of his god brothers they were making very light of it oh he was a congregation he was a grahastha living outside we are very much in part of my guru maharaj's mission but he is he was a grahastha 
because he was a grahastha because he was a businessman so he had all this abilities because of his you know experience as a businessman that is why he built this movement so easily they could not give him any spiritual credit for being closer to the supreme personality of god ahead and the supreme personality of god had empowering shila prabhupada to preach the krishna consciousness movement all over the world so envious people always see this and uh, that is you know among the devotees also this is very much possible when it come to karmis becoming envious of the devotees that is specially mentioned here that those who are actually desiring opulence when they see the devotees surrounded with opulence they become very envious how is that they cannot tolerate how is that because they are always frustrated karmi means constant frustration mentally and sensually that distressed any any false ego means no one is distressed mentally and sensually and then when they see the devotees so happily they are there without disturbance of their senses still they have everything around them in plenty then they become very envious so we have to be therefore we have to be extremely careful to see that we are not surrounded by that kind of an opulence as a person because we the lord is being the supreme lord he has to be treated with great opulence in the material world like building a beautiful temple and all these things it is a must and that is to glorify the supreme personality of god who is the owner of everything but while doing so his servant should always remain simple should maintain a simple life and never uh sacrifice or never compromise on the simplicity by taking on external opulences if for the sake of preaching krishna consciousness also these things will be required many things will be required but at the same time we should be very very careful they immediately they become envious not that on our our unconscious our un krishna conscious um, activity which is making them envious it may be very much krishna conscious just like somebody maybe you are sadhu somebody maybe very he wants to give you good service he wants to please you he may give you a very expensive watch gift please please accept please accept please now there nothing wrong devotee is given to devotee to him but the devotee should think if i wear this what message it will send to others i may make other people envious and in this way 
i will create a cause for them to make offences unnecessarily therefore because karmis all know very well from from far away they see because for them everything which brand is what and what watch and what shirt and what shoe and all from distance they'll make out because their whole life is comparison <laughs> so don't think they won't know are how is this what how is this sadhu wearing rado watch scratch proof watch oh like they become envious they don't know that somebody gave with love and you accepted it but that alone is not enough we have to be very careful what we accept what we don't accept people may criticize us so unnecessarily they become not that anything wrong uh, but who should accept what and when is a different matter for the sake of preaching sometimes shila prabhupad they gave very opulent car and when when people asked prabhupad um you know about that why you are traveling in such you know in rolls royce or something like that i think that was in australia and prabhupada replied to them that i am representing the supreme personality of godhead and a disciple has to honor the spiritual master as good as the supreme personality of god therefore i am accepting it he used that opportunity to speak the philosophy of krishna consciousness and also he has to teach the disciple those things but then we cannot generalize it too much if we generalize too much then prabhupada will say just you know be careful karmis will become envious ah the prabhupada always maintained a very simple life a very simple life so we should not give opportunity as preachers we should not give opportunity for people to to become envious unnecessarily because they are frustrated they are distressed they let's say they are dreaming uh, for uh, decades to buy a watch like that or buy a car like that and then they see that this devotee is just uh, you know going in that is he is going for a preaching krishna god but still they will become envious <laughs> so how it appears what is the perception is also very important that whenever we use different things in krishna service one thing is for the lord another is is what people see us we are part of the lord his opulence everything will rub upon us no doubt but we have to you know be careful about what people see and accordingly we have to manage uh, what to accept what not to accept and how much to accept etc so false ego means material desires i am this body just see daksha situation where is shiva situation daksha situation is he is completely in his bodily concept of life i am this body existent shiva is already transcended that shiva is transcended is always shiva is always transcended in that position and then as prabhupada is explaining here that shiva is directly in touch with the supreme personality of godhead with the super soul 
and if somebody envies a personality of that stature it is directly envy of the supreme personality of godhead and that is the offense that daksha was doing so shiva knew all that she, even though he was envious of him shiva knew why he is envious because he was getting honor in this universe much more than him and he is father in law and his son in law son in law is getting more respect than father in law so that is why here prabhupada is summarizing that the real reason for enmity between lord shiva and daksha is daksha was envious because of shiva's high position as an incarnation of the quality of the personality of godhead and he was directly in contact with the super soul and naturally anybody who is in direct contact with the super soul is honored and given a better sitting place better place than anybody else and even another thing that prabhupada is explaining this purport that is that lord shiva not that he was just sitting like that when daksha appeared in the arena prabhupada is explaining that shiva not that he was not wanting to get up or anything it, before even he could he did not see daksha entering before he could see that he entered daksha already spotted him sitting down and became angry and started so that is also clarified by prabhupada here that is this you know super uh, standard of sensitivity and conduct of lord shiva any questions hari krishna prabhu prabhu this uh, chapter of like the daksha and lord shiva it looks like some like family matter people fighting with each other and all so why such things are included in bhagavatam prabhu because the the personalities who are involved in it who is lord shiva is involved in it so there are lessons to learn from this in the material world also there is conditioned souls and there are self realized souls so should to caution by hearing this we we understand what is shiva's position by hearing this we understand the the devotees will also learn that you know we should not go by external appearances of a person as far as his spiritual advancement is concerned uh, lord shiva's external appearances look you know materially very uh, not honorable at all so at the same time he was so elevated soul so in vaishnavism also they say it is uh, hellish mentality to identify a pure vaishnava by his bodily characteristics and that is compared to the same offense as seeing the stone seeing the deity as a stone all of them go to hell so in this therefore we, it's a very good message that is there in this and these are all historical uh, events universal events so they were not about family matter even family matter is there what is the message there that means even a great personality like like daksha 
could not be out of bodily concept of life these are all highly instructive just being you know very high in the material world doesn't take you spiritually high and also when it comes to these kind of spiritual respect the age does not matter all those things see, big big great sages were sitting and listening to uh, <clears throat> uh shukadev he was a young person so to see things beyond body and to see because we are ultimately the spiritual world is is spiritual realization is personal krishna is a supreme living entity we are all living entities krishna is a person we are also persons and person means honor dishonor respect disrespect love relationship all these things are eternal realities so our soul has to learn sensitivity of all these things it may not one may understand one may think that it is also complicated so sensitive better impersonal philosophy is better no respect for anybody no honor for anybody nothing easy but this is so complicated looks like that vaishnava life but it may look complicated but the rewards are also there one cannot <clears throat> the soul originally seeks pure rasa of association with krishna relationship with krishna devotion service to krishna devotion service to vaishnavas this is our potential potential to for our ananda's highest manifestation or highest potential to be expressed this is a human form of life is an opportunity these these factors which we appear apparently appear to be honor dishonor all these things normally in this material world because everything is based on false ego all these things are 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 condemned but the personal characteristics for instance lust is condemned in the material world It may appear like love it is condemned but then the whole krishna conscious process is to develop love love for krishna in the material world love between two persons who are in false ego what is the difference as far as a relationship is concerned it will be loving relationship only it does not last it will be incomplete it will be frustrating because that is not our constitutional way of expressing our love so for practical purposes you will see in the material world the foundation is wrong i am this i am man i am woman that itself is wrong then you love then the material nature has got its own uh, rules and regulations by which the living entity is trapped for for making this uh, duplicate play we are supposed to be servants of the supreme lord so in the material world all the lust lust is nothing but love misdirected honor dishonor in this material world is misplaced the spiritual world you cannot become a spiritualist you cannot become a vaishnava unless you become very sensitive to give respect to people that is the biggest 
a person who is advanced in spiritual life as prabhupada is explaining here that one sees that every body is a temple of the super soul so to develop that vision of seeing people in that particular way is a matter of spiritual advancement because then that is a truth that we are seeing doesn't matter even if the person is a karmi in his heart there is a super soul so a due respect is required okay any other question hari krishna guru my question is in fact these are more these kind of leelas are more instructive for us when we are in this material world yeah from previous classes prabhu my question related to topic name is uh, like enjoyer enjoyment and enjoyed so uh, my understanding is like uh, somebody is full surrendered you know how to give the enjoyment to krishna somebody who is full surrendered means you know how to give the f- full enjoyment to krishna ah. so in the spiritual world we have five rasas ah. so is that mean that who are in the santa rasa something like that they are less surrendered to the krishna because what is the factor uh, we can say that uh, no no whatever rasa is there that has to be pure that is a point so everyone is full surrendered everybody is full surrendered okay so in what sense different relationships are there in the spiritual world between jiva and krishna and according to their particular relationship they are pure and they are full fully surrendered otherwise they cannot be in the spiritual world so fully surrendered doesn't mean that no doubt within the spiritual world those who are for instance even lakshmi is desiring when can i when can i surrender like radharani can i get krishna can i be a gopi this is that doesn't mean that they have to change lakshmi is actually becomes it's a eternal it's a eternal it is a eternal rasa of lakshmi to eternally think that how wonderful is radharani's service to krishna doesn't mean that you know she wants to become radharani maybe if krishna wants then he will give in a, in in the material world leelas lakshmi can also be born as one of the gopis but they have their eternal positions so surrender does not necessarily gopis are more surrendered than somebody else in that material sense we cannot say spiritually there is a difference they'll see the you know spiritual differences just like you see <clears throat> there is a positive number zero and there is negative numbers right so in 1 2 minus 1 minus 2 like that plus 1 plus 2 plus 3 so in the spiritual world also surrender is one of the qualities and one of the and uh, there is a spiritual differences will be seen by everybody else every devotee sees that every other devotee is surrendered more so then there is a variation in surrender because the devotee is thinking i am not surrendered because he is seeing i am not surrendered this is a humility every living entity is humble in the spiritual world naturally i am not surrendered there everybody else is better than me so there is gradations of 
in perception gradations of surrender so krishna also sees this even some people some some devotees if they are very surrendered if they become proud krishna teaches them isn't it there are so many leelas very exalted devotees become proud then krishna teaches them so that way humility is uh, the thing that krishna always sees krishna sees that humility of the devotee if he awards them too much uh, love for him then if they become proud then he'll pull them down he'll do something imagine you know we even if one one uh, <clears throat> in one family if the father is very loving there are 10 children it's so difficult to manage them krishna what kind of a personalist he is the supreme personality of god how is 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 he just unbelievable unimaginable is a, is a, is the capacity of the supreme lord the supreme living entity the whole existence is about him his relationship with the jivas whether in the material world or spiritual world the existence means krishna's krishna's uh, uh, wish and will and activity only in entire material existence including we are also expanded from krishna as vibhinamshas so that way if you see everything is krishna's and these vibhinamshas expand and then they develop relationship with the purna in different ways this is material world the material world is a, a field for all of us to actually for all the jivas to awaken their krishna consciousness they are to awaken their potential for krishna consciousness yes harishabhu in last class you were explaining how we should not uh, think that you are the doer so following up there was a question and you explained there are three levels of doership hmm. one is gross doer one subtle doer and the conscious doer only in terms of spiritual activities you are the conscious doer the gross doer no, no consciousness consciousness not conscious doer consciousness consciousness is 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 uh, just like let's say you are chanting gross chanting subtle chanting if your attention is there that is conscious chanting consciousness chanting so at three levels everything happens yeah so i uh, the gross doership is gross doing is done by the material energy and uh, i couldn't understand more about subtle doing so could you please elaborate on that a gross gross body is is doing is very clearly understood propat says unless you are subtle body acts first your gross body doesn't act mind is directing the senses so actually the same activity a mirror activity has to be done in the mind before actually you grossly act okay so there is a that's why it's called subtle body so subtle gross body acts subtle body acts subtle body's components are given manas buddhi ahankara 
So unless they also participate in an act, the gross body doesn't participate. So we need activation of the gross body, the subtle body. Now the subtle body is a thinking, willing, being body. But the subtle body itself does not have the capacity to be the thinker, feeler and willer. Only the soul is the thinker, feeler and willer. So there is a soul who is the, who is the, even beer, beer means being. For instance, soul has the capacity to be something. Now I have utilized that capacity to be something by identifying with this body and say that I am this body. So soul is very active in the matter of identifying with the body. So being. And once you identify, then desiring is also actually the capacity, it, it is the faculty of the soul. But desiring is there at soul level, then desiring at subtle body level, then there is desire at gross level. Like that at all levels you have being, desiring, then to fulfill that desire, thinking, feeling, willing, and then gross action. Gross action. So all these three, any activity, you see, maybe the soul is a passive. Karmi, in case of karmis, how is a soul active, you will say. Soul is passive. That means whatever mind and subtle body and gross body, mind, that I will experience. I don't, I am not utilizing my spiritual mind at all. My for instance, if, if you are sleeping in, a, in, a, in, the, in, the, in the night, your, your mind is active in a dreamy state. If the, when the mind awakens, then it will become out of the dreamy state. So it is a very same mind which is in a dreamy state. So in the same way, our, it is our spiritual mind in a dreamy state. It is a spirit, it is a soul, which is in a dreamy state, is experiencing all these activities in the material world. So soul is very much, soul is in the scene. It is not that just because false ego, soul is inert till I wake up. No, soul is in a dreamy state, identifying with a ghost, ghost ego. False ego is a ghost ego. So we are all, our, our, we are all, that's why Prabhupada says, false ego means we are haunted. We are haunted by a false being, that identity. So root cause is identification with the body. So we have to disidentify with this body. And how can you disidentify with the body unless you identify what you are in this complication? This is a whole complex thing. Gross body is there, subtle body is there, soul is there. So, among, in this whole uh, organism, we have to understand that in the Bhagavad Gita, that's why Krishna explains. This, uh, you know, what is higher, body is then, there are higher than the body is the senses, higher than the senses is the mind, higher than the mind is the intelligence, and above intelligence is you. That you is the soul. 
that you is a soul. That soul can be either influenced by a false identity, then the soul is real ego is acting in false ego, influenced by false ego. So we are actually everything, we are, we are soul only is active here in the year, but completely under the influence of a duplicate system, a personality. All this, the whole mind-body system is all like a doll. A doll which can induce thinking, feeling, willing in your soul. So disidentification means you see it as a yantra. Even your thoughts, your feeling, everything you can see, the soul can see. See means can observe. Spiritual action. Huh. The gross body, uh, the yantra has influenced the soul, has always got influence on the soul. So even when you are spiritually acting, the uh, it is not that it is completely influenced by your spiritual desire, but it is also influenced by the material desire from your material mind. Body ah, that is why it is said that what is your constitutional thing you learn from the Shastra. What is Krishna conscious desire? What is not Krishna conscious desire? Let us say, for example. Then when you say, when you when you identify, when so you have free will, you have to choose between this desire and that desire. So this is exactly the whole you know exercise of advancing in Krishna consciousness is up continuously applying our choice. From the Shastras, we know who I am, what I am. And then we, in Sadhana Bhakti means, not I am really awakened, but I will act as a servant of Krishna. I am not awakened as a servant of Krishna. But I will act as a servant of Krishna with my Yantra. Because now my consciousness is stuck there. So I will make my Yantra a servant of Krishna. I should act as a servant of Krishna. It is not that body and mind can act some other way and you can be pure devotee. Not possible. So pure devotee's body is also pure. His mind is also pure. Materially. This yantra is pure. So that, that whole thing for a sadhaka, it continuously keeps. For instance, now, how much of your soul is actually involved in calling out Hare Krishna Mahamantra and hearing? That keeps changing. As you go on purification, it is not like overnight thing. As gone purification, your soul starts involving in the chanting. And it goes on, ultimately it goes on to awakening our spiritual mind and spiritual senses and chanting. That is as good as, you know, chanting in the spiritual world. In this body itself, it's, it's possible. Of course, it's possible means it's, it's very, <clears throat> like, um, if, if one comes to that stage, this body cannot withstand that kind of chanting. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstatic symptoms. You know, his body, you know, could trembling, he could not, cannot withstand that kind of uh, ecstasy, ananda. So like that, uh, we have to be very uh, careful about uh, uh, imitating those kind of things because it's a very high stage it is. The actual spiritual bursting of our spirituality.
okay so it's a mix up mixture gradually one can you know increase the spirits role in it grandarachimad bhagavatam ki jaye jagat guru shila prabhupad ki jaye